We're just, I mean, we're just, it's like, it's summer vacation or something over here. And so we're just all over the place. I mean, you know, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's summer and we just decided to throw caution to the wind. I talked Sarah into throwing caution to the wind. It's true. We had a whole other plan for today's episode. And then I freaked out about it. I was like, I don't like it. And we started talking and Jen was like, no, thank you. So you'll never know what that was. Yeah. And (laughs) you missed out. Instead, you're getting whatever this is going to (laughs) be. Welcome, everyone, to Faded Mates. I'm Sarah McLean. I read romance novels and I write them. And I'm Jennifer Prokop, a romance reader and editor. And uh, we're digging deep today. <laughs> Before we talk about that, I would like to talk about uh, exciting things happening in our lives, Sarah. Oh, yeah. We have stuff we want to talk about. We do. We, we have start. a whole list. Well, I would like to talk about Heartbreaker coming out. Because I'm really excited for people to read drinking it. drinking water. Eric's going to be like, would you please, <sighs> could you get it together, the two of you? No. But we're doing um, our best. It's Yes. Heartbreaker is coming out. It is a road trip romance between a thief and a very stern duke. It's so good, everybody. I love it. And you know what? I'm, I think one thing, well, we, as always, will have a, like, Heartbreaker release week episode. So I don't want to, like, spoil Wait, anything. Wait, let's just tell everybody. It's coming out August 23rd. Yeah. You can pre-order it now wherever you get your books. And if you want it signed by me, you can get it signed, as always, from my local bookstore, Word, in Brooklyn. And it will come with some special additional item, TBD. <laughs> there you go. Stickers, something, right? Something fun. Yeah, we think it's going to be something fun. Not more fun than stickers. Stickers are incredibly fun, but something slightly different than a sticker, but we're not sure. Sure. TBD. It's fine. I think it's fine. We have six weeks to decide. That's an eternity. You know, it goes fast, though. Already it is the middle of July. Ugh. The end of July. Who even knows where we are in July? Hot. I know. I know. Well, I'm mostly excited because I love a road trip romance, and this one really delivers. So Well, they do. They are on the road. And, you know, my best friend read this book. Um, who doesn't, she does not write romance novels. She has not, she only ever reads my romance novels. And she was like, Sarah, this one is so romantic. And I think it's because they are on the page together, like the whole book. That's what I like. It's going to be really fun. So I hadn't really thought too hard about that, but that is true. It's these two dummies (laughs) on the page together, the whole book. Perfect. That's what we want. So if that's what you want. That's what I'll deliver. There's also, listen, I'm very excited. This book is great. There's uh, also a lot of teeing up of book number three, which I everyone knows I'm very excited about, too. So. <laughs> Imogen. But Imogen. we're not talking about book three yet. No. We can talk about it in the Heartbreaker episode. Okay. You can talk all you want about Imogen. Okay. Perfect. But right now, everybody needs to love Adelaide. I just, uh, well, obviously. My lovable baby, Adelaide. And the Duke of Claiborne. Exactly. Adelaide Frampton, named for my friend Megan Frampton, and the Duke of Claiborne, named for my friend Kate Claiborne. Together at last. Together at last. Uh, Can we talk about something other than that, though? Sure. Can we talk about how much I am absolutely delighted by these? It's a 10. (gasps) Yes. Okay. Yes. Explain to everybody what this means. Okay, because I did a um, actually I did a really fun event earlier this week, or you know when we recorded with Adriana Herrera, Joanna Shoup, and Harper St. George. Mm-hmm. I've 
never met Harper, and I love her book. She was great. And so it was for Women and Children First, which is a Chicago bookstore, which is starting a romance subscription box, which is really I fun. I love it. Right, so you might want to check that out. And so it was on Crowdcast, and it was their first romance event. So it was really fun, and I described to everybody, like, the way this game works. And so what you do is you start off with, like, a statement, um, like, right, like, this character is a 10, but then there's some added extra piece of information. Well, and it doesn't have to be a 10 at first, right? So it's like, um, the character is a 2, but you discover he's an evil twin, and then you re-rank him based on that piece of information. So Sarah 15. would be like 5,000. <laughs> I don't understand. That's obviously increases the number. Right? Exactly. But other things would like decrease the number, right? So, you know, he's a 10, but he, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something like neutrally, like not offensive. Like, right? Like, but he never puts the cat back on the toothpaste. Yeah. I mean, four. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right? Can't wipe up the sink. Sure. Exactly. <laughs> just, just things that have bothered me this morning in my house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's a 10, but he's in Italy without you. Ah. Mm. Yeah. I'm actually, he's still a 10. I'm excited for him. He's going to have a nice time. No, 15. I, I know. Him. I miss him. He's sending really cute photos. Mr. Reed's romance is in Italy without Jen. It's yeah. kind of sad, honestly. I know. Well, tickets to Italy are very expensive, everybody. So it's okay. Yeah, it's fine. So anyway, but what I really like is that I have seen also on like Book Talk and other places, people doing like the books at 10, but <laughs> right. there's a cliffhanger. <laughs> DNF. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's really fun. You know, the book's a five, but he, the hero steals the heroine's glasses. You know. 7,000. So, right. exactly. So, Jen and I thought this would be really fun to play together, but we want you guys yes. to send us the proposed items, and then we will re-rank based on your statements. So what we're going to do is, um, if you go to the main page of the website, fatedmates.net, or to the Twitter feed that is about this episode, or to the Instagram feed that is about this episode, um, you will find a link to the Google Doc where you can leave us the an It's a 10 suggestion. On that doc, you can also leave us a recommendation request. Yep. Or... You can leave us just a kind of Q&A. Hey, Jen, yeah. what kind of shampoo are you using these days? <laughs> and we will do our very best to answer the interesting ones. Yes. Um, when we are together, face to face. Yeah. In our nation's capital at the end of the month for a polycon and Fade Mates Live. Yep. Uh, some questions have been coming through about Fade Mates Live. One, yes, we are going to record it. Yes, assuming the files don't corrupt themselves as they <laughs> right. have in the past, we are going to release it. We will release it on our annual break, which comes at the end of August, beginning of September. So you'll be able you you will not have us us like this, but you will have you'll be able to listen to the live that week. Um, and also, if you are attending the live, we are super excited to have you. Please visit our Twitter feed, and uh, maybe we could pin the yeah. The I'm coming to the live and I'm coming alone or I'm coming with friends. Introduce yourselves on that Twitter feed. Make other friends. Right. Well, there and if you can. order a um, like an avatar button from Best Friend Kelly. Right. Mm-hmm. I know that it sounds like really 
like, how would that help me? But it really is such a fantastic thing to, like, walk up to someone and be like, oh, my gosh, I know who you are now, right? I recognize you. I recognize you. Yeah. So it's really cool, and I think that's really fun. So there's a lot of ways that you can, like, sort of prep prime yourself for making new friends. Yep. Um, Fade Mates Live is mask required. Yes. So if you are coming to it, please pack your mask. Although there might be a little treat for you when you turn up. Um, and we're excited. Thanks to Old Town Books for being our partner on this one. And um, when you come, you're going to get a $25 gift card, those of you who are joining us. And uh, we expect you to snatch up books. Yeah. And you All know what? Long. Everybody, everybody will hang out afterward to sign books. It's going to be great. Yeah, and I know that a lot of people are like, "Oh my gosh, there!" You know, I can't be there, or the tickets sold out. And I just want to say, like, we're hoping this is sort of a test run. Like, if we figure it out and it's successful, I think Sarah and I are both hoping this is something we can like recreate in other cities, in other cities, in partnership with your bookstore and your local authors. Yeah, so. I think that would be really, really fun. Also, here's some cool news. So our special guest for the live, aside from me, and some of my books will be there, there uh, at the live will be Andy Christopher, Kate Claiborne, Allie Hazelwood, Adriana Herrera, Sophie Jordan, Diana Quincy, C. Travis Rice, and Naima Simone. And so if you would like to purchase books ahead of time by any of those people and have them signed to be shipped to you, that's yeah. a fun thing. Right. Yeah. And you can call uh, Old Town Books or visit them online. And uh, we'll put links in the show notes. And you can do that and ask to have them signed at Faded Mates Live. And they will hold the books, have them signed, and then ship them to you afterward. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. So I think that's going to be really fun. I I just want us to all have a nice time. I don't think I'm going to talk about any shampoo changes personally, but I have recently changed my skincare routine. I'm very happy about it if anybody would like to hear about that. <laughs> so <laughs> go ahead and ask right. well, me anything. <laughs> we'll get there. So, um, yeah, so you can find the, uh, you can go to the main page of the website, fadedmates.net, and click on survey or whatever it's called. I don't know what it's going to be called, the button. But click on the button that takes you to a place where you can leave us an it's a 10, <laughs> recommend a book to me based on this trope, or just ask us a plain old question. Sarah, you think it's a regular romance, but then you realize, daddy. Oh, now listen. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like a 12. Okay, tell everybody about earlier today. Okay, so I we had another idea, and then I was like, I don't like it. I've, I've never read these Jen books before. I did, which I don't usually do, but I was not feeling it. So we had a long conversation, and we kicked around a lot of ideas. And then Sarah said, maybe we should do Daddy. And I was like, yes. And she was like, Right now, I want to take a picture of her face. She's like, I didn't really mean it. And I was like, too late. We got to do it. I'm very blushy. Like, I don't get embarrassed. I mean, this yeah. is what... Okay, first of all, headphones in, everyone. <laughs> Daddy. Okay, yeah. but here's the thing. So we've done, like, Age Gap, and we sort of danced around Daddy then. Right. And we've talked about Taboo. We've danced around Daddy then. But I feel like we've never really dug deep on why Daddy works so well. Yeah. Um. So, but also, I'm like, I really am like <laughs> embarrassed to talk about why I, know. I love these books so much. So, you know, yeah. I don't know. Don't, don't shame me, you guys. 
No kink shaming. Yeah. It's right there on the website. No kink shaming. Exactly. <laughs> we have had uh, lots of folks ask us to do like stepbrother. And I feel like, like we kind of have not, I think in some ways, like because stepbrother is like gone, like it's like, right, like it's not there. But I do think that like daddy is like everywhere right now. Um, there's even, I sent Sarah and I will put this in show notes, a really, I was on TikTok the other day and there's a really funny one that went by. I sent it to Sarah where, um, I guess it's like a, you know, TikTok meme. Like you just out of nowhere, walk up to your, if your partner's a man, walk up and call him daddy. <laughs> like he, you know, so there's one there where this guy is like literally like looking for something in the pantry and she calls him daddy and he like, he's like, what? Freezes. Freaks. Yeah. Like, what? And then he's like, what am I feeling right now? Yes. How are my feelings being felt? <laughs> it's great. It was so funny. It's it was really a delight. It was delightful. So I feel um, like it's so mainstream, yeah, but it's yeah. it's not in other ways. And I think the one other thing I want to talk about before we kind of get into it is I would like to like name at the top that this is going to hit really differently when we are talking about, like, cis-het women versus, like, daddy when we're talking about gay men. And I think I did a little research, and it was really funny because I was with my brother Mike and his partner last week, and Nate, this his partner, was, like, like talking about, like, I think Fire Island or Palm Springs, and he's like, just like everything, the gays discover it first, and then <laughs> straights come along yeah. and ruin it. Yeah, and I yeah, feel yeah. a little like that is probably the case with Daddy. Um, I have one book that is, I think, well, it, it is definitely, like, Daddy Kink that's gay romance, but I think for me, like, it just... It hits differently. So when I talk about, like, the appeal to me as a reader, I really am coming at it, obviously, from the space of, like, a, a straight cishet woman. And I can't really speak to, or I don't think it's, like, my place to speak to how it lands in the gay community. But I feel that we should still call out that this is not, like, a, like, this is a trope that exists in different ways in lots of different spaces. Correct. I also want to like, I, and I'm sure we're going to get into it, but like, <sighs> there's like a lot of different vibes. Yes. Of daddy. Yeah. There's a full spectrum of daddy. Yeah. Um, for all of us, I think. And so I think like some of these books are going to hit, I think my daddy kink is not everyone's daddy kink. When we talk about like it as kink, that's a different conversation than we talk about it as, like, a male archetype, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, it's also really different. Well, so let's start there, okay? right? Because yeah. so I chose books specifically where, like, the word daddy is on page, Yeah, right? of course. So I think, but I think that we need to have a real conversation. Let's start with the archetype. Yeah. Because I actually think when we start there with, like, why does daddy work so well? It's because it's layering on an archetype that has worked so well for 50 years, right? Agreed. We did an episode in season two about alphas. Um, it's one of our most popular episodes. It's an episode mm-hmm. that I, I'm always entertained that it gets assigned in like <laughs> romance sure. courses in universities. And thank you very much to those professors <laughs> who think we're smart enough to be assigned in romance courses. Um, but I think the alpha, that sort of dominant yes. protector, mm-hmm. is the skeleton yes. of the daddy. Well, and I I read a really interesting, and I will link to it in show notes, uh, 
piece on Medium from a woman who actually talked about her dedicate with her partners. And she said that exact same thing, but I really liked what she said, which is daddies are dominant without being domineering. Mm. Right? Because there is a softness, right? A nurturing, uh, like whatever that is that like tempers daddy away from alpha, right? It's that layering of praise for me, right? Right. There is the, the... sexy part of these daddy books is when like is not punishment but is praise yes and that is for me right 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 like those are the books that i'm looking for and maybe this speaks to currently what's happening in the world and what's happening in romance i mean it's all layered right there's nothing nothing in media is ever happening in a vacuum so if we have this sense of like the alpha has you know, over 50 years, he has had to evolve, right? right? And so if he gets to a place where, to this this sort of intersection that's happening right now in mm-hmm. romance where we're seeing much softer books, yeah, like, come into play, we're seeing um, books that have, that really kind of navigate these edges, these sharp edges also on the other side, what daddy books do is sort of merge the two in an interesting way. Like they are like two great flavors. Yeah. One great taste. Is that right? (laughs) It's not right. I don't think. (laughs) There's a playfulness to it, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's joyful, right? Like, this is, like, a, when you see this in a book, it's usually, like, they're having a good time together. It's fun. Yeah. It's, yeah. right, praise, not punishment. It's it's all those things. And so I do think that there's a way in which, you know, like, I'm always really curious, that same thing, like, what's going on in society? Like, we feel really unmoored, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a terrifying time. And the idea that, like, there's someone out there that, like, we we have a, like, collective urge to feel, like, taken care of, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that, like, there's some, you know, somebody is out there, like, steering the ship. It's not just, like, terrifying over the edge. Right. It's this right? feeling, I mean, like, not to bring it back to, like, the, you know, on right on the backs of you saying, like, it should be fun, like, not to bring it back to everything going on in the world right now, but I'm going to for a second. Yeah. The one thing I want right now, the one thing is I want the president of the United States to make a big fucking speech and basically say, like, it's going to be okay. Right. Right? Right. Like, every time Barack Obama stood up and was like, it's going to be okay. Right. Like, okay, somebody's Or like I think about, yeah, right? right? Like I think about uh, Independence Day where it was Bill Pullman, right, who gives Mm -hmm. the big, like, don't worry speech, like, right? Bill Pullman, ultimate daddy. Yeah, right? (laughs) I mean, so I do think that there's a reason why – like, we're here right now, right? Yeah. Like, just in general. Like, so, despite, like, well, right, that's... And not to mention the fact, we talked about this when we did Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. But, like, romance heroes are often, like, when we see a shift like this, a sort of juggernaut, you know, shift. I mean, if you think about Fifty Shades, you can't deny that, like, Christian Grey taking care of literally everything Anna had to do with her right. self was an appealing prospect, right. right? Right. Part of the appeal of so many of these, like, the appeal of the Tessa Bailey hero, right? The appeal of the Colleen Hoover hero is, like... It doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter. Like, you don't have to be a billionaire. You just have to be willing to take care of. Like, right. 
Right. The partner, your partner. Like, one of the things I kind of find appealing, right, like, personally about this trope or this archetype, I guess, is, like, BDSM was never really my, like, thing, right? But it's, like, this is, like, it's, like, adjacent to a lot of things that are very taboo, right? So it's, like, adjacent to, like, breeding kink. It's adjacent to, like, BDSM. It's, like, spanking, but not, like, that hardcore. It's often, like, age gap. But the other thing I was thinking is daddy kind of feels private rather than public. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. This is what I wanted to talk about. Okay. Yeah. Go. No, you finish. No, I mean, I just was thinking about it, right? Like, this isn't, like, we're not going to the club necessarily, right? Like, this is just, like, this is... You yes. and your partners in your home having this, it's play, it's fun, it's right, it's not as domineering. Like it and, and I was just really thinking like that it also seems really appealing, like yes. the private, the privacy of this. This week's episode of Faded Mates is sponsored by Avon Books, publishers of Cheris Michaels's A Duchess by Midnight. Sarah, I love an ugly duckling story. Same. And in this case, Miss Drewsmina or Drew really, you know, had a rough come up. She was awkward. People didn't like the way she looked. She had a wicked stepsister and an overbearing mother, but she's really determined to turn things around. And so she dreams of opening a school that is going to emphasize inner beauty rather than outer beauty. She becomes a governess for Ian Clayblack, the Duke of Lachlan. Yeah. Does he have (laughs) girls in his life who need training of some kind? They are his nieces, and they are about to go into the season, and who better to help him but the striking Miss Trelane? Oh, boy. Now, as you can imagine, these two get up to some shenanigans, and they're caught in a scandalous embrace. (gasps) Do they have to get married? Of course they do. If you cannot wait to read more. More about this ugly duckling and her duke. You can check out Cheris Michaels at her website, cherismichaels.com, or Instagram at cherismichaels. A Duchess by Midnight is available in print, ebook, and audio wherever books are sold. And thank you to Avon Books for sponsoring the episode. Full disclosure like, this is the kink that I am like always, always willing to read. Yeah. Right? Um, and I want to talk about, I think there are, like, really, there are really bucketed areas of this kink. Yeah. And there are some things that hit much better for me than don't. Like, yes. we did a whole episode on Jessicaine. Mm-hmm. And those books are, like, full-on, like, she's always, like, 18. Right. She's always a virgin. Like, she's always... And, like, there is a place and time for Jessicaine. It is New Year's Eve with all of your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll link to that episode in show notes. But, like, that's not... That's not the daddy kink that, like, I am... I'm here for every time. Yeah. That is like a particular taste that like every once in a while I want to order that right. on the menu. The thing that's so interesting to me is that, and then there's on the other side, there is the kind of like you go to a club, you play the game, you right. like put on the face, you do the scene, and then you go back to your life and like right. it's whatever it is. And sometimes that and oftentimes in books, in in the Indie romance world where, like, all the books are called Daddy. Yes. Daddy's in all the titles. Often, BDSM is involved in that in some way. Right. Right? I was going to say, there are 70-plus pages of, like, Mm -hmm. Daddy romance books on Goodreads. Yeah. 
Like, I tried to find one today that literally I put in the title, what I thought the title was, and there were easily 25 yeah. with the same title. So, um, I'm not recommending that because I can't can't find it. So, yeah. Um, But, like, this is, like, the KU bucket. Like, if you're looking for the all these books are in KU, you read one and then it serves you up. Yes, right. So, um, and then there is my favorite, which is when you find, when it's, it's on the surface sort of a kind of, like, regular old contemporary romance, Mm -hmm. right? Or historical, whatever, but still. And um, there is my favorite moment in these books is the moment where either the hero or the heroine were in their deep in their POV during a love scene. Yeah. And there is that hesitation mm. of like, they're both like there, right? Say it, say it. Like, right. Like, and you're there with them and you're like, oh, I know exactly what they need to say in order to make this like, you know, take this from, like, a 10 to a 12. And there's you're in the character's head, and they're thinking, like, should I say it? Yeah. Like, should I, like, right. should I say it? And then they do, and, like, kaboom. Yep. Right? That is so fun. Yeah. Well, read. that's why that TikTok video works, right? Because it's that moment, but, like, <laughs> yeah. Right? You just yeah. get that a shot of it. Yeah. And, I mean, so I want to talk about Eve Dangerfield's Act Your Age. Yes. Which has to be on your list, too. Is this, I actually, yeah, I mean, of course, Eve Dangerfield. I mean, I think, uh, let me say one more thing before we start talking about books. Yeah. So, this is also a moment where I think it's really useful to think about the difference between, like, erotica versus erotic romance. Yes. Right? So there are going to be a a group of people who are truly, like, exploring this as, like, a romance, right? Like, it's erotic romance. They're exploring this kink together. Mm -hmm. And we get that it's a part of their dynamic. I want to—at some point we can talk about, like, power, like, power dynamics and stuff and kind of how that plays out. But I think then there's also a huge group of these that are just, like, erotica, yeah, like full one-handed reads. Yes. Like. And that's a, And I think we should talk about who I'm Yeah. I don't know where you're at in terms of recommendations. You guys, you all know this, but Jen and I actually don't pre-game at all. Yeah, no, like, we just roll in. So we just like <laughs> roll in with our books and don't talk to each other about what they are until we start recording. So, but like I have a list of authors who like if you're just interested in that sort of one-handed read experience, like yes. I can give you a recommendation of like here are authors to check yeah. out. But I'm not like we'll do that at the end, talk maybe. Too much about yeah, them. right. Because there's yeah. not much to say, right? Like those are books that are oh, just I mean, yeah. Like part of the joy of someone like Jessica Ann, right, is like you you know exactly what you're getting every every single time. Right. Right. Absolutely. Also, can we talk about one other thing before we start? Yeah. Which is, I don't want any babies involved in any of this. Yeah. the Some of it edges up onto, like, breeding kink. It adds, edges onto breeding. And yeah. I think, like, that's the other thing. It's, like, this is a well-developed landscape where you mm-hmm. can literally be, like, yes, that part of it is working for me or it's not. And then you just, like, shift into another lane. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the other part that I was thinking, too, is it's, like... It's not... Yeah. I don't want any play. Like I don't. I don't right. want like, like there are some that's literally like I'm your little girl. Like yeah, like, I don't want any of that. Right. Yeah. And there and you can find that though. And you know one of the things I, I mean, was if thinking. If you want that, I support you. Yeah. But that's not going to be what 
I were, well, so here's today. what I was going to say is if you are not sure like what, what works for you and what doesn't in this area, one of the things I would really recommend that you do is get like, um, one of those, like there's a series of anthologies that come out every year. It's called like dirty daddies mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's literally and like 15, 15 or 20 of them. And you know, they are going to run mm-hmm. the gamut. Some of it's going to be breeder kink and some of it's going to be like little girl, like, like literally like there's like a nursery and there's like play and dress up and stuff like that. Then there, you know, then there's going to be stuff that's like really, um, like, you know, spanking, but like punishment or right. Like the whole fucking gamut. So I think that you, if you're interested, but not sure what your kink is, that's one way to figure it out. And then if you're like, oh, this isn't working for me, just boom, go on to the next one. You know who else I would recommend in that situation? If you like, if you've done a little bit of the daddy stuff, but you're not sure, right? Think about how far, you know, this is one of the situations, I can't remember what other episode we did where we talked about how, like, you're a little bit of frog in a pot of water, right? right? right. And so, like, the heat's on, and you're like, oh, there's only so much I can tolerate, and suddenly you're like, wait, it's boiling, I don't even, I guess I'm just here now. (laughs) This is where I live now. So, um, but I would say also, like, if you've done the kind of, I don't know how to frame it, in any way other than to say, like, the tamer daddy stuff that we're sure. talking about today, say. Or, like, you did London Hale, right? We're not talking about London Hale right. today, but, like, that's sort of... I feel like that's daddy 101. Right, like, right. You know, just, like, an older dude who's, like... Sure. Lovely. <laughs> Great in bed. Right. right? And so... Uh, so if you've done that and you've liked it and then you uh, and then you've done like what we're talking about what we're recommending today and you like it I would say the author that you should sort of test the waters with on getting like kinkier is Jade West. Oh yeah, completely. Yeah. Um and the reason why I say that is because she seems to always have yeah a different spin on it. So yes. she goes from like there's a nursery yeah to like you know, there she's like uh, the third joining a a gay couple, right? Like who have a very rich like male male relationship, and then in and one of them is the daddy, and then they both kind of become her daddies, sure, right? Yeah. So I mean, I I would agree with that. I think that one's that's called Sugar Daddies. Yeah. And so, so then you can just sort of be like, this works for me, or it doesn't. But I yep. do think that's the other thing is because so much of it is in Ku. You can just like yeah try it, it out and water. yeah exactly it's like I will say it's you it's easy to find what you like because there's no barrier to entry yeah right? I mean I will say also I'm I'm just gonna say the quiet thing loud here which is like a lot of these are not great like it is sure. really yeah. it's tough to like mine this I often find this when when there's like a a kink, mm-hmm. right? That becomes yeah. popular. It's like it just ends up being like just a yeah. churn of books that all have that sort of the same title, like dies right. in every title. And so, like you, you should not feel bad about. Yeah, you're like I can't being like, do I'm this out. writing or whatever. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I agree. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think that's what happens when you're in the Ku erotica space. But we're gonna help you. Navigate to, you know, six or eight books that we think you'll enjoy. Perfect. So I do think we should start with Eve Dangerfield. The question I had is, I'm sorry, like five minutes later, is was she the first to put like daddy kink on page in romance in this way? Or just like, 
I mean, yeah, I guess not. I feel like this is a tale as old as time. Yeah, I do. Right? Like, yeah, I do. I don't know though. I wonder. We should see. We should do a little research. I'll do a little research for show notes and and you know come back everyone and look at Jen's excellent show notes and maybe I'll have found something. But I feel like, you know, appreciating that you know gay men found it first. Yes. Right. Right. Um, I do think like there's some certainly like the crossover into what. Well, I guess we would say the mainstream, right? Like yeah. Oscar Isaac and Pedro Pascal making jokes about being someone's daddy on like right. film. Right. I feel like now it's just it's just real. <laughs> so like, I mean, I wonder what it is though that broke it out. Well, I okay, can I say I actually have one theory? I'm sorry. I know we've said Eve Danger. I love a many theory. Times. Okay. I love a theory. One of the reasons I think it's harder to talk about stepbrother. Mm-hmm. is because it's, like, similar to a lot of things we mentioned, but, like, it's such a specific, like, relationship, right? Like, you have to be the same age, like, whatever. But, like, any man who wants to could be a daddy, but not any man could be a stepbrother. Does that make sense? Like, that... You mean archetypally? Archetypally mean like- speaking, right? Like, does that make sense? Uh- I feel like it's broader. It's like a bigger umbrella. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's that. I think there's also, um, I think stepbrother is an external taboo and daddy is an internal one. Yeah. Right? Right. Because here's something I'll say. QB Tyler, who we've talked about a number of times on the podcast, mm-hmm. right, who really has a has a very sort of strong hold on stepfather yeah. romance, right? Right. She does not do daddy. Yeah. Right? Those books, I don't think of those books as being daddy As being daddy kink. And maybe that is why. So, like, I I think it's, like, maybe there's, like, an external piece and an internal piece here. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe this does go back to what we were talking about, about it feels really private. Yeah. Right? Right? Like, where it feels like I want Charlotte Stein to write me a daddy book. Like, it it feels like that when Mm -hmm. you're reading these daddy, you know... I feel like in our very first interstitial episode, I talked about how much I love Charlotte Stein. And the reason why I do, and I'll say it again, you know, four seasons later, for those of you who weren't here for then, is that every Charlotte Stein book I read, I feel like I am standing inside a telephone booth with these two people falling in love in front of me. Mm -hmm. And I am not involved in this, but I cannot get away from it. Like, I'm so close to it. And the, that is what I think is happening, like, emotionally yeah. in the feelings of these books when they're done really well, right? Like right. The, that that sort of sense of we're so close to it and daddy's very internal in a yeah. way that these other things are not. Yeah. No, I, I think so too. And so that's why I think they're like two sides of the same coin. So maybe that's part of it too. Like I feel like romance with the advent of dark romance and, like, mm-hmm. single POV and, like, you know, these kind of, like, the blurbs, those, like, the indie blurb, mm-hmm. the rise of the indie blurb of, like, you know, first yes. person, like, um, right, kind of a free association in those blurbs, yes. right? right. Like, all of that stuff is so internal mm-hmm. that maybe that's the other reason why Daddy is, like, becoming a more prevalent yeah, piece of the, of the puzzle. I like it. I think this is a good theory. Okay, finally, 800 years later, we're ready to talk about Eve Dangerfield. Go for it. I mean, for me, it's act your age. Yeah. Eve Dangerfield does daddy kink in a lot of her books. 
Because the other thing oh. is praise, right? Praise oh, yeah. is a big piece of this, yeah. I think, for a lot of readers. Because it's caretaking, right? It's like we've had this conversation about dirty talk, right? Where, like, it's a constant reminder of, like, enthusiastic consent. I have wanted to do a praise kink episode, but it's so rare. Like, it's still a really new thing. So, you know, there's Sarah Kate's praise, which we sort of have danced. We've talked a little bit about on the podcast before, and I don't want to do too much of it here. Um, But there are... But I do think that part of the re- – I think daddy and praise come together. Mm-hmm. Are, they come hand in hand in a number of ways because, like I said, it's enthusiastic consent. It makes for, you know, super sexy, dirty talk. It makes yep. for play without without pain. Right. And it, you know, it just sort of – it sorts out all of these different pieces. So in Act Your Age – the heroine, Kate, is referred to by everyone at her job as Middleton or princess. Like, she's perfect. She, like, yeah. she has that sort of very, like, un- unruffled, like, perfectly honed everything. Um, and she is, it begin, the book begins while she is on a work. She's, like, in another, in another town. She, she, they're on, like, a work trip, like, at a conference. Mm-hmm. And it's her. She's the only girl. Um, the only woman in the office or in the, on the team, and it's her and like a number of other people on the team and their boss, Tyler, who is in his 40s and is like stern and cold and unyielding and um, kind of like office dad, like a protector, but from afar. Yeah. And Kate is um, hitting it off with, like, some young guy in the bar. And he, she starts to make out with this other guy. Like, it's clear that, like, there she's going to, she's about to have a one-night stand. Mm-hmm. And Tyler interrupts because he can't handle the idea yeah. of, like, this girl who's on his team having a one-night stand. And he's always had, like, a thing for her. She wears these, like, tight skirts and, like, he's... Definitely noticed her. Right. But he would never. He would never touch her. But here we are. Road trip, right? Like, right. Pulled out of the of the location that they are always in. Mm-hmm. So out, kind of fish out of water. And um, he takes her home. She's had too much to drink. Takes her back to the hotel. She wakes up in the middle of the night and she thinks she is in bed with the guy from the bar. Mm-hmm. And so they, she basically, like, jumps him in this bed, and she calls him daddy, because that's her kink. Yeah. And he is like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's, I am on board. And so what's fascinating about it is they've, like, made, they make this, like, terrible mistake, but they reveal, she calls this, this guy daddy in bed because she's like, I'm never going to see this person again. Like I can do this. I can be myself here. Like I can free myself. And then she's like accidentally done it with her boss. (laughs) Um, And then of course, like it, it it unravels in this really great way and it's super hot. I mean, it's just a great, it's a great book and it has all that sort of like hesitation. It has this sort of exploration piece. It really feels like an authentic, this isn't like a game. This is, 
these two people like exploring themselves. Yeah. And I recently talked about Return All, which is one of her books. And I think the other thing that I really liked about Return All is it's daddy kink that is not age gap. They're the same age. They sort of discover that they share this when they're like dating in high school, right? Yeah. I mean, so I think that's the other thing is like if the age gap part is a deal breaker for you, which is I mean that. I mean that. That's totally reasonable. Totally reasonable, diffi- right? Very difficult to find in this. Yeah, genre. right. I think that's that's like one of the things that I that I like about Eve is she's exploring this in lots of different ways and lots of different and relationships. with a lot of like authenticity. Like yeah. there's a, you know, Eve Dangerfield books don't feel like fantasy as much as some of these other ones. Right. Do. Right. I think that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. This week's episode of Faded Mates is sponsored by Juniper Butterworth, author of Priest Queen. So Priest Queen is the second in Juniper's Goblins and Cheese series, and it is a fantasy romance, in case the title wasn't enough for you, about our heroine, Elson, who has found herself crowned the first priest queen in history. Which I like that. I like a woman in charge. Yeah, exactly. What's important is that Elson would prefer... Not to be in charge of a kingdom. Elson wants to make cheese and keep track of holy cows. But instead, she has to get married and she has to begin to rule a kingdom. So she's got this promising and kind of, well, really only candidate. And that is a goblin prince named Kandar. But she's not ready. So she sends Kandar off and sort of insists that he has to go fetch her best friend, Ben, from exile. And then they can get married. What I love about this is MMF romance. These three are going to end up figuring out how to help the kingdom and the cheesemakers together. Yes, they are. So this one is going to be perfect for you if you're looking for fantasy romance. I know there are so many of you out there who are asking us for more fantasy recs all the time. Childhood friends to lovers, love at first sight, marriage of convenience, cheese in general in romance. I mean, I like cheese. Everyone likes cheese. Priest Queen is available in print, ebook, and in KU. Thank you to Juniper Butterworth for sponsoring this week's episode of Faded Mates. So one of the things I want to say is I think I've talked about some of these books before in other topics, but they're worth revisiting because I think they're kind of like the best of the erotic romance daddy category versus the erotica Mm. category, right? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. For what it's worth, I'm not – I don't think I'm – I don't think we've talked about any of my books. Oh, interesting. Okay. You know, because I was embarrassed about it. Oh, so right. well, there you here go. we are. Here we are. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about Permanent Ink Bite, Avon, Gale, and Piper Vaughn. I think I have talked about this maybe on the age gap one. This is a um, an, a really great example of like a gay romance that has daddy kink. And Poe is a like 23, 23-year-old graffiti artist. He's kind of bratty almost at the beginning, right? Like he's mm-hmm. just like 20s young. He doesn't have a shit together, right? And so his father gets him a job at his the father's best friend is this guy named uh Jericho. And he's like, Jericho owns a tattoo parlor. You need a job. I have essentially reached out to Jericho to make sure that you can, like, he's going to help you. My best friend is going to help you get your shit together. And Jericho and Poe end up having a very intense and, like, sexy and hot relationship. And 
One of the things that I think is really interesting when it's the daddy is, like, someone you know, (laughs) right? Like, now, it's not someone that, like, he knew really well, I think, as a younger man. I feel like sometimes that definitely can be, like, not into my wheelhouse. Um, Mm -hmm. But, like, they're a big part of this is, like, how are we going to tell your father my best friend without... One of the things I think is that this book does really well is, um, like, there's nothing wrong with thinking this is hot or sexy, and it has nothing to do at all with, like, your the way you were raised in your family of origin. So I don't know if that makes sense, right? Like, yeah. I feel like sometimes the assumption is, like, oh, you weren't taken care of by your own father, so now yes. you have this daddy. And I feel like that is, this book is great for just being like, no, it's hot. It's, we like this. Yeah. It's fine. It has nothing to do with Landon. It has to do with us. Again, in private, right? Yes. I think that is such a smart way of thinking about the different, like, the that is, that is the bucket that is daddy. Like, and it feels like daddy in that bucket is not taboo. Right. Right? Like, there's a a Venn diagram here. (laughs) Yeah. Right? Right. Like, yeah, it's awesome. So, anyway, it is a terrific, a terrific, I think, example, like, a exemplar even of like if you're mm-hmm. like I'm not sure I would like this but you're open minded this is a great romance right like it's mm-hmm. so terrific I think anyone would love it so I definitely recommend so I have one where I talked already about how I really love it when there's that like has it that when the realization of the kink is on page mm-hmm. right um I want to talk about Adriana Anders's daddy crush yes um which is very so Audrey what I love about Adriana's books um less so about whiteout because whiteout has such a like big external right there's so much externally happening there but what I love about Adriana's books is how intense she built she builds a backstory for her characters that is just so intense like she mm-hmm. layers on in a lot of cases, trauma, right? And then delivers these characters to a love story that, again, feels very intimate. And intimate in a way that is like, I mean, it feels like all romances are intimate, but that's not true. Like, some of them, like, really do throw you into the, the, you know, phone booth. So this particular book, um, Daddy Crush, the heroine, this is age gap two. The heroine, Jerusha, is um, in her 20s, early 20s. She has essentially, like, escaped. I mean, she's left her extremely, extremely conservative religious family, um, like her, her evangelical parents to go to art school. Like she does, she never fit in. She didn't, she never fit in with her family. She never felt like she's like one of like, I don't know, seven or eight children. And she escapes to like freedom Mm -hmm. and not in kind of a like terrible way, but just in like a way where she's no longer welcome in her family because she wants something that her family does not value or or approve of. Right. So she has, like, rented this house in the town where the college is, and she's going to art school. Like, she's she's studying to be a painter, I think. Um, What? Like, fabric arts or something, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah, fabric arts. You're right. Um, And then, so the next-door neighbor, Carl, (laughs) um, is older and, like, has been, he's, like, 
he's just like kind of a he's just a guy. Yeah. Like he's he's just like a working dude. And he lives alone and he has a daughter um and a dog. Yeah. <laughs> and and it's like all fine. And they fall for each other. Like they and they fall for each other in a really like kind of slow-ish burn. Like there's Yes. I mean, it's not it doesn't immediately jump onto the page this like right. the sex, but it's really lovely. It's a like a lovely romantic like falling for each other. And then they get to it gets to the sex and Adriana writes a great sex scene, period. Um and this this is the book I think of often when I think of a moment where like he's they're they're in it and mm-hmm. he's like dirty talking at her. And like he's basically like he says a bunch of filthy stuff yeah. and then like stops. Right. Because and he's I I mean I don't even know what he says, but he's basically like, you know, are you gonna come for your and then like it just cuts off. And then he thinks in italics in the book, Daddy, and then he kind of like yeah. Closes up because right. he's like, where the fuck did that come from? Like, yes. what is that? How, like, is that, I'm feeling feelings. <laughs> right. And and it's shame, right? I mean, I think it's yeah. really, like, very obvious that he's like, oh, my God. He's, like, aware, like, there is a sort of awareness in, in this character about, like, what the heroine has been through. And so, like, he also doesn't want it to be weird. Mm-hmm. Like, he wants, and then, of course, she's like, and that the scene is in his POV, right? Because right. he's having this kind of like panic about like what he's feeling. And then he sort of, she's like, what? Say it. Like there's sort of like a like this. You say like, it. No, yeah. you say it first. No, you say it first. And it's like there's like a back and forth. And then they don't say it. Yeah. Like, right. Like it just they both kind of sit with it yeah. in that moment. And it is great. Mm-hmm. It's so hot but also like so vulnerable and I think part of why I love it I love this these structure that structure of the story so much is because of the vulnerability like yeah. because there is such a moment where you know sex is weird and it is super private and it it yes. does sometimes feel like you know you can go years without sharing like your most intimate parts with somebody. And I think that's one of the things I think about this, like, kind of kink in general that's really interesting is how easily, like, especially in this moment, we can really doubt the difference between, like, and I don't know, I don't I, like want to say this like the right way. I, I feel like, and I was trying to like take notes on this because I really thought this was important, but basically like what you think is like sexy and fantasy is not necessarily what you're doing in real life, right? And so for that moment for for Carl, it's really tied up in like, I'm, a, I'm an actual father. Is this, right? By sexualizing daddy, is this yes. like, right? Like, and like, you know, there's a lot of really terrifying ways right now where there's like grooming discourse that's really being mm-hmm. weaponized against like gay men in particular, right? Like, and so I think that that is like a big part of it is like, where, when is it okay for me to like, 
mm-hmm. to just be like, yeah, I think this is hot and sexy. We're going to play with it and have fun versus I, like, does this mean I'm damaged right. or whatever? And our, our culture is so puritanical about these things that it often feels like anything that, like, is adjacent to those, it can be really shame-filled Mm-hmm. And I think that's what that book does so well is really explore, right, how it's not. Yeah. There's also inside this book a really great relationship between Carl and his, you know, teenage, like, coming-of-age daughter. Like, she's maybe 16 or 17. Yeah. And it it's great. Like, they have a great relationship where she's like, you know, it's fine if you guys are, like— well, isn't she? Isn't it that she and Jerusha are actually kind of the same age or pretty close? Right? I mean, they're so, pretty close. Yeah. So maybe they're yeah. Right. So yeah, that's like weird too, right? But I think the other thing about this is like we talk about power dynamics all the time, right? Like that's like what romances relationships are really built on, like navigating power dynamics. And it feels like one of the cool things about Daddy is every single time the power dynamic is explicit and on page instead of the, like, real fantasy of, like, power dynamics don't exist. Everything is equal, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I think the thing about, like, daddy is always, like, it's there. There's always a power dynamic. Mm-hmm. And this it's so in your face you can't help but explore it. And I think yeah. that's cool. Yeah, me too. So speaking of that, then I would like to talk about Katie Roberts, Your Dad Will Do. We love we love these. I love, I these love this. Too. Yeah, this whole series is we really great. Did we, we did do an episode about I feel, ex-boyfriend's dad, right? I don't I feel like we've talked about this one for sure, but I don't know like in I which think episode. We talked about ex-boyfriend's dad in age gap. Maybe an age gap, right. But like this is really specifically like she breaks up with her her boyfriend and then goes to seduce his father. Now I'm your mom now. <laughs> and listen, this I'm is for it. it's so hot, right? Yeah. I mean, it is pure. It's like supercharged. I don't even know. I don't know that I have anything else to say about it. And it's, no, it's great. part of it is like he's into it too. Mm-hmm. Um, part of it is like there's some really sexy parts where they like recreate essentially scenes where the son had been present. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like there's a scene where like she's laying he on the had, couch. He had right? witnessed them. Yeah. And then at the end, the son walks in on them. I mean, so this is like the full. Well, because that's the promise of the premise of that ex-boyfriend's dad. Of story. course, like the, the son has to, the boyfriend has to walk. Right, in. right. So, I mean, and but I think like that's it. It's like Katie Robert is leaning into this so hard, like she's got mm-hmm. no fear, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's why that the, that whole series, I think it's called A Touch of Taboo, really works mm-hmm. because she is not. It's, it, you know, unlike sort of Eve Dangerfield where it really feels so grounded in like sort of like reality, I think Katie is doing the work, but it really feels like almost like fantasy. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. You yes. know, like this is like what are the things that like would really turn your crank? She's going to mm-hmm. give them to you. Right? Yeah. And so I think like they're kind of 
it's like the continuum or the spectrum. But to me, it still reads very much as like erotic romance. Like at the end, they get to the point where they're like, no, this is real. This isn't just kink. And so like, what's that going to mean? And how are we going to go forward from here? Mm -hmm. Because now like the power dynamics and the play that was really just like us exploring that now, like what's that going to mean in a relationship? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. For those of you looking for something that is longer and does a little bit, like, falls a little bit more on the erotic romance side rather than, like, the erotica side, um, that is Sarah Kate's praise. Yeah, I would it agree. It's almost an identical story, but just, like, a, right. it's a novel instead of a novella, so there's just, like, more time to right. navigate all the emotional stuff. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Rebel Carter. Have you read this series? I don't think I have. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, so, again, on the record, I think Rebel's fabulous. She's great. I think she's a great writer. So, uh, Rebel Carter has a series called the Cairn series. It begins with a novella called... And I think what Rebel's doing here is really interesting, Jen, because Mm -hmm. I think that what she is doing with this series is playing with structure and... um, almost subgenre mm-hmm. in each of these three. It's a three-part series. Um, the first part is a novella, which ends with... So, all right. The setup is there is a, the heroine, whose name is Honey, mm-hmm. um, has... She has access to... She's like a barista. She works in a coffee shop. But she gets um, access to a BDSM club called the Cairn. It's like a very exclusive BDSM club. And you can only go for like a certain length of time. There's like a 48-hour limit on the on the amount of time that you can be inside the club for any, like any member can be inside the club like playing, mm-hmm. right? Okay. So she gets there and um, she has this like really like <laughs> remarkable chance to like, play and she's going to get paid like she's like she's not um she has an she has access to this as like a paid like a a person who can go and like get paid mm-hmm. right and she needs money yeah so she goes she is she is put into a relationship with um this guy this sort of mysterious guy and he basically says to her like i'm a i'm not a dom i'm a daddy and they have like a 48 hour like intense experience inside this club right where he just so it's like deeply erotic right so the first book is the two of them in this like very intense erotic it's a novella it's this very intense erotic experience i'm going to spoil this for everybody because i think it's and actually it's spoiled in the catalog copy in the cover copy for it so um this book ends with her leaving. Mm. She leaves the club and she thinks like, and it, it it's not like, I hate you, I'm leaving. It's right. just, it's over. Now our interlude is over. It is erotic. It is an erotic novella. Book two, which is a full-length novel, is Honey, Honey. Um, and essentially, this one is the one where she and Lawson, the hero, are brought back together again. Mm. And now he's like, I can't stop thinking about her. It's This is where it starts to feel like he's, like, obsessed with her. In the 
not in a terrible way. Like right. In a kind of like in a nice daddy way. way. Like, <laughs> in a kind of daddy way. But like, so he like they go back to the club. Like there's like they meet again. It's more intense. There are these like great moments where like he there there's like really great caretaking in this like in this book. Um, and then of course like in this second book ends with like happy for now. Like, there's a real sense of, like, these two might make it, right? Mm -hmm. At the same time, there's this, like, thread of, there's a a mafia. You could call, I think this edges up on dark. It doesn't, it's not a dark romance, but, like, it's, there's mafia involved, um, and this crime family gets back involved. And so in the second book, you start to feel like there's something rumbling uh, outside, like, externally, from these two. And then it starts to become clear that like Honey is in some amount of danger by the end of the second book in the series by Honey Honey. And then the third book, which is called Bitter Desire, is kind of like the romantic suspense of it all, right? Nice. Like that's so now it's awesome. two of them against the world. I think Rebel is so thoughtful in the way that she puts series, puts books and series together. She is, what I love about this is that it doesn't feel like it's a cliffhanger. It's a cliffhanger. It feels like she is telling you a very careful story in three parts. Yeah. And what she's doing is she's really thoughtful about where she ends each of these. And I think she's making a really interesting point about, like, why we come to these books and what we want from them. Yeah. That's awesome. She's so smart about... She's so smart. I know About the way are, that works, yeah. We are trying really hard to figure out a time for, for Rebel to get on the podcast to talk to us, but, like, these are... These are... the All three of them are great, and I re- highly recommend just downloading all three and just reading them. Yeah. Bang, bang, boom. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to talk about one more author, um, and then maybe one. I mean, like, this is where it's, like, I think I feel like I'm now ready to, like, get to more of the erotica. Yep. <laughs> the sure. More of the, like, a drive down the erotica path. And this is where it, it, you know what, like, it's funny because I think you and I feel, like, really strongly, like, no kink shaming. But some of this stuff does feel like you're, like, wow, I'm more vulnerable, like, kind of admitting to this, mm-hmm. right, to reading to reading this stuff. Yeah. Um, and that's just, I think, you know, society and culture or whatever. But what, so I, what I mentioned is that um, one of the ways I read a lot of Daddy Kink was an anthology that is no longer available, of course, um, called Dirty Daddies. And I think it comes out, like, every year. So, you know, it, like, goes on sale every September. There's one right now that's, like, Dirty Daddy's Pride, which I think uh, probably came out last month. Um, But the one that comes out in the fall, I downloaded, like, last year. And it had, like, I don't know, probably 25 different authors. And, you know, I was just, like, kind of, like, reading in and out and, like, seeing what I liked and, you know, kind of figuring it out. And I ended up checking out Renee Rose. And if I, this is, if you remember, in the dark romance, Joanna Shoup recommended a book by Renee Rose, which is the one in, in Vegas. And I really ended up liking that series. It was kind of like a dark romance light, like Heather Gray romance. Um, Mm -hmm. as Joe would say. And so I was like, oh, I recognize that name. And so I read whatever was in the anthology. And then she has a series called Daddy Rules, 
right? Fire daddy, Hollywood daddy, and stepbrother daddy, (laughs) right? And it's really interesting because the one I ended up liking the best is the one that is probably weirdly the one that is like, like not necessarily what I would have expected, which is stepbrother daddy. And it's like a 1950s age play romance is like the, the subtitle and it wait i'm sorry it's her stepbrother stepbrother daddy i know 1950s age i know i was like what is going on here i'm like and i think i think like so i'm like i don't like like that math lady right (laughs) let me calculate well i think that's why maybe actually that's why it was i'm building my venn diagram sort of appealing because i was like what is going on here fire daddy he's just a fireman fine but he's just (laughs) he's just a fireman what's a big deal but in this one um Luann is the main character. It is like the 1950s. She's at an all-women's college. She gets busted. There's like a boy in her room with her friend or something, right? And she gets in trouble. It's the 50s. So they call, like, right, someone in her family to come, like, come get her. She's in trouble. And her older stepbrother comes to get her. I know. I'm sorry. The cover of this I know. book is neither 1950s no. nor age play. No, listen. <laughs> this is clearly just a like boom. Here, read this book with a naked man on the cover. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know what? Surprise, it's okay. It's well, the 1950s. look at Fire Daddy. It's, it's a fireman on the cover. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Listen, I'm going to read the hell out of this. You go. Sure. Well, and he, um, and I think the thing that's like really interesting to me is. If this was anything but, like, the fantasy of daddy romance, I would be, like, purely out, right? Like, there's, like, spanking, and he's, like, you've been a bad girl. I mean, it just feels really very much, like, super far past the point where it's romance, and it's purely just erotica to me, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's and it's kind of like, he's like, I've, I've been fooling around with my life, but now that I have her to take care of, I'm going to, like, you know— Get my act. Get my act together, and it's just really—I don't know how to describe it, except that I very much enjoyed it, everybody. And so I was like, "This isn't." It didn't feel like my thing, but I still was like, "Yeah, this is hot," and I liked reading it. Which I think is really where a lot of I just downloaded it. That's really where a lot of Daddy Kink lives for me. Like, and we've talked about Chloe Maine. Right, which is oh, like, yeah, sure. I oh, think. Oh well, that Chloe Maine one where she goes to her best friend's wedding in the car with her dad. Yeah. What's that one? Good. I don't know. <laughs> that one's called Good. No. Like, there's the one with, the like, the lighthouse keeper. Shut up. It's amazing. Yes. That's a Santa one. Yeah. That's that's pretty good, too. That's parents' best friend. Oh, yeah. So I think what we should do here is now share the ones that are purely, like, you know, erotica. You want me to share? You want to share the ones that are... That are dirty, dirty. Dirty, dirty. Like, there's not really romance. This is just... Oh, my God. Hang on. Well, I mean, I don't know. Oh, that one's called Santa's Baby. Mm -hmm. That's on my KU, like a standard, standard, takes up a standard slot on my KU. (laughs) Um, And that's Chloe Mane. Um, Also, Above the Shop. Above the Shop is probably my favorite of those, yeah. So there's a Dad Bod series... Which, uh, you know, is another one of these, like, just, you know, churn and burn. Sure. (laughs) Sure. Daddy books. Um, Often here, can I give my, like, KU? Because, look, mm -hmm. the KU porn rabbit hole is very difficult to navigate. Yeah, because there is so So much. much. It's 
bananas. But one mm-hmm. of the things that I often will find myself doing is like, okay, so like let's say you're like, okay, this Chloe Maine one that's like the Santa. It was actually part of a series called Filthy Dirty Christmas, which was 24 books. So, so but here's the thing about these series. Go ahead. Well, they're 24 different authors. But they, so they essentially, these authors, indie authors get together and they're like, okay, let's have a series that's a bunch of daddies at Christmas or whatever, mm-hmm. and or a bunch of Christmas stories. And so then you can kind of be like, okay, well, I'm going to just like bop in and out of these and see which ones I like. It feels like a like a discoverability strategy for me is often mm-hmm. these these big ones. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, 100%. So Danny, Danny Wyatt is really filthy, everybody. I mean, I have one. Mm, I can't recommend that one. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know if I'm recommending them as much as I'm telling I mean, you. It's like real thing, filthy, right? right? You're uh, like, I don't know. Don't read that one. <laughs> um, wait, there's one other one I have to figure out that I have to look at. Hold on. It's, I have to look through my KU. Yeah, this is what I'm doing right now is just like scrolling through Scrolling KU. backwards. It's, and you're you like, know, what did I read? Lot, a lot of Jessica Kane in here. Just, oh, yeah. Just over and over again. There's a reason there's my cat. My password is Kindle Protected. Little little Romance last week asked me if he could have my Amazon password to watch something on Amazon Prime. And I was literally like, I will buy you your own Amazon Prime account, but I am not sharing my Amazon password with anyone. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm going to have to say no. Um, there is a book called Control Freak by Brianna Hale that I... Brianna Hale, I think, does it. I have enjoyed... <laughs> You can't even talk about it. It's like, I have enjoyed. <laughs> I um, have enjoyed it. <laughs> there's an author named Margot Scott that writes, like, and again, I'm like, I'm not saying I'm necessarily recommending these, but I feel like the writing is good enough and it's yeah, serving like up it's, what you want. They do the business. There's a series called Daddy Loves You. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah. yeah. Oh, I just want to say, if you do download that that Brianna Hale book, uh, Control Freak, just trigger warning, there, it's, the heroine has a pretty significant eating disorder through part of it. Whew. I don't know. Maybe we should take that out. I don't know. It's a lot. <laughs> these are a lot. These, a lot of these books are a lot. Well, I think that's the part where, I mean, I think it's worth keeping in because here's the thing I want to say is, back to that whole thing about power dynamics, mm-hmm. right? That, I think, is the way in which um, you will find your boundaries, right? Yes. So it's like there are there are a group of them where it's like I'm literally like waiting around for the stroke of midnight on her 18th birthday. That's not for me, right? Um, you know, I mean, so I feel like there are, you know, f- the I tr- yeah. actually think I tried reading that one and I was like, that's not for me, the control freak one, because... I was like yeah. the eating disorder part and him kind of like nurture, like he's like, you know, you need to eat, but it was too much for me. Like I I didn't, right? So one of the things I think about this subgenre, whatever we're going to call it is, you know, I think you just need to trust your instincts. If you're like, this isn't working for me, like pull out, <laughs> right? Like there's, you don't need to be doing that. Literally, yeah. you know, just like go on to something else. There's a box set from Isabella Starling. Called I'm Your Daddy Now. Sure. 
<laughs> Look at us for like. I mean, listen. Yeah. It's you guys. You can probably hear it's it's a lot for us yeah. <laughs> to be confessing. We're now officially friends. We hope you kept your headphones in. This whole time. <laughs> don't don't tell anybody what we've confessed to today. Yeah. <laughs> no, but listen. It really is fundamentally about like the world is hard. Yeah. And like we are all struggling, and I think most people feel a little bit like. It would be really nice if somebody would just like take care of me. Come take care of me for a little while. Yeah. And like just hold me and tell me it's gonna be okay. The thing that I think is really interesting, and maybe this will be like a way we can wrap up, is when we talked about that with Christian Gray after like essentially the financial crash, it was very explicitly like take care of me financially, right? Like take care of me mm-hmm. so I don't have to worry, right? Like I Taking care of myself and my family and the financial constraints of that are so hard. But now in a time when people are really struggling emotionally, right? Like their mental, the mental health crisis that is like sort of facing us, Mm -hmm. I think is, I mean, anybody who works with people knows how hard people are really struggling. What's interesting to me is that these books are the take care of me part is about like taking care of me emotionally, not taking Mm -hmm. care of me, putting me on a fancy plane, buying me fancy clothes, right? Like, a lot of these guys are just regular dudes. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just, I mean, I think this goes back to what I was talking about at the beginning, like, Tessa Bailey's heroes, Colleen Hoover's heroes, like, it's not a mystery why these heroes are landing the way that they are in the world. Yeah. And it's because they are just ordinary dudes who, like, treat people with decency. Right. And will blow your back out. Fine. I mean, that's what I mean by treat people with decency. <laughs> See? <laughs> oh, well. So, anyway, that was Faded Mates. Might have been our last episode. Who can tell? <laughs> We are Jen and Sarah. You can find us at FadedMates.net. You can find us on Twitter at FadedMates and on Instagram at FadedMatesPod. If you would like to leave us questions, ask for recommendations, or propose a it's a 10 proposition, um, head to FadedMates.net and click on whatever the button is there that says... Yeah, leave us a question or whatever. Um, and we will answer those for a live Q&A or live, live to tape Q&A when we are together at last at the end of the year. At, no, not the end of the year. At the end of the month. <laughs> the of, at the end of the you month. You never know. Uh, thank you to this week's sponsors, Avon Books, publishers of A Duchess by Midnight by Cheris Michaels, and Juniper Butterworth, author of Priest Queen. Have we said everything we need to say about Daddy, Sarah? I'm your daddy now. Who's who's your daddy? <laughs> who's your daddy? Okay. Have fun everyone. Bye. Be safe. Make good choices. Yes. <laughs>